0: the warning in our first reading from deuteronomy could not be clearer the israelites have suffered through 40 years of deprivation lean times in the wilderness where their only sustenance was water manna and sometimes quail when they were beset by poisonous snakes and scorpions now god is about to lead them into a land of such stunning abundance that it beggars description Flowing streams, valleys, hills, wheat, barley, vines, fig trees, pomegranates, olive trees, honey, iron, copper, fine houses, herds, flocks, silver, and gold. How astonished they must have been when they crossed over into the promised land. But the warning God gave them is this. Never forget who gave this all to you. Do not start thinking you achieved it all through your own merit and means, but remain humble and grateful before your God, lest it all be taken away. The instruction in our second reading from 2 Corinthians couldn't be clearer about what we are to do with our gratitude to God. Paul dives right into it, saying, the point is this. The one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So be generous in your reaping. Share it with others and give thanks to God. For God loves a cheerful giver. And the example from Luke's Gospel Could not be clearer. Whatever leprosy or illness you have been cured of, whatever sorrow has lifted, whatever struggle has been overcome, return and give thanks to God. Take nothing for granted. Remember the source and praise God for your salvation. So gratitude, generosity, and thanksgiving. These are the crystal clear messages from today's readings. You know, and we bandy these words about at this time of year without much thought to how they are actually meant to describe a total and utter transformation in us. Not just to be held up at one meal each year as we gather in the comfort of family and friends. God urges us to live into every single day with gratitude. As if we were walking into abundance for the first time in 40 years. God urges us to be generous in every way as if each day was harvest time and we had scored a bumper crop. And God says, stop in your tracks every day and say, thank you, God, for all the blessings in my life. These are deep and life-changing words when we truly live them out. We arrive at this Thanksgiving Day after more than eight months of wilderness, deprived of the abundance to which we are accustomed, whether it be money, travel, freedom to come and go as we please, or good times with friends and family. We are saddled with disease and death all around us and sometimes very close to us. And we are still asked to give thanks. My message to you this morning is a simple one do it. Give thanks anyway and with all your heart. No matter what hardships you have endured this year, give thanks to God and mean it. To offer praise. From the abyss is a truly sacred act. It proves your mettle and reveals your true character. I know some of you have lost a lot this year. A parent, a friend, your trips to Europe, your job, a sense of meaning, and your health. This virus is fearful. I don't downplay anyone's suffering, but I promise that God will bestow upon you a sense of well-being if you can somehow rise above all this awfulness and live each day with gratitude, generosity, and thanksgiving. That is one great lesson we are meant to learn in this time of exile and wandering. Not to mix my biblical metaphors, If you haven't yet read it, I commend to you the beautiful article by Kathy Lucas in the latest issue of our newsletter, The Winged Ox. She and Ralph have had the year of Job, with so many terrible losses and health problems and tragedies all beginning last year at Thanksgiving. Yet somehow, she was able to find that occasional spark of brightness this year and to see in it God's face shining the kindness of friends, neighbors, and hospital staff, the bonding in her family around Ralph's recovery, and her own resilience. Now, you may be the type of person who thinks that when a painful time in your life occurs, that you have no choice but to go through it. But you always have a choice. The truth is you could let almost anything drag you down, hold you underwater. And drown you so whenever you do choose to persevere and not give up to swim to shore you choose God I pray for you strength to always endure whatever comes your way last night I went to bed after reading today's readings and I said a short prayer to the Holy Spirit to enlighten me as I slept, so that I might wake up early this morning with a sermon on the tip of my tongue. This may sound like last minute preparation to you, but it's the way I have learned to cope with the anxiety of a sermon hanging over my head each week. Well, lo and behold, I got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, and as I was sitting, I read from an old issue of The Week, the magazine The Week, from early November. On the very page I opened to, there were three stories of people who had gotten through some hardship and were actually grateful for their struggle. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Olivia Newton John has battled stage four breast cancer since 2018, but she doesn't like to think of herself as fighting cancer. She says, I don't know what I would be without it. It gave me purpose and intention and taught me a lot about compassion. It has been a gift. Every day is a blessing. Greta Thunberg, the outspoken teenaged climate activist from Sweden, thinks of her Asperger's syndrome as her superpower. Most people follow social codes, she said. But people with Asperger's and autism, we don't care what people think about us. This has made her brazen and bold. And Wesley Snipes, on that very same page, the actor who spent three years in prison due to tax evasion, insisted that he came out a clearer person, clearer on my values, clearer on my purpose, and clearer on what I was going to do once I had my freedom back. So all three celebrities gave me a late night lesson in finding the diamond in the rough times. How much more than should we be grateful when times are great? And I know that some of you are suffering through some really hard and scary stuff right now. Some of these same things that these celebrities are going through. And without dismissing any of it, I pray that you are able to return and give thanks to God anyway. I leave you with a short piece from the Atlantic magazine by James Parker. It's called An Ode to Regaining Consciousness. Like the Israelites and the lepers in our readings, he found himself lost and suffering. He writes, a couple of decades ago, at a time when I was a night shift baker, a freelance journalist, and the father of an infant son, frantic in other words, I found myself fainting rather a lot, or rather, I found myself on the bathroom floor rather a lot, wondering what had just happened. It was then that I discovered the pleasures of coming round. Fainting is a disgusting experience. Everything slips, tips, darkens, crowding toward the zero point, and you barely know what's going on. Coming round, however, is leisurely and delicious. Plenty of time to appreciate everything, to savor everything. How cool and solid the floor under your cheek. How generous and unequivocal the clear light of the bathroom. How wonderfully steadily actual the base of the toilet. This world of things, how it holds us and supports us. Birds in their nest, stars in their socket, humans blinking gently as their faculties are restored. How at home we really are. When the time does come to exit this wilderness we are all in, may we not take for granted all that will be delicious in the promised land to which we return. And may the lessons of our wanderings in these past months, in this past year, Recall us to gratitude and thanksgiving now, to generosity and to praise. That would be a most proper way to celebrate on this and every day. Happy Thanksgiving.